every year for just over a week. The poker world is enraptured by the goings-on in the Brasilia room at the Rio, often used for, I don't know, vacuum cleaner conventions and some such things like that. But right now, it's the World Series of Poker main event final table. Now, this is coming out on Monday, so we've only seen day one, but there's an interesting hand. We're going to break it down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. You may, you may speak now, Jonathan. You know, I feel like that was a pretty good opening, but I think there's a few things you got to do differently to really bring it home. Name one thing. Okay, first thing I'd love for you to do is to start with today on The Breakdown. Nah. Second thing, when you start with that voice, I think everyone, all the listeners know what I'm talking about. They are, they're saying along with me. Start with that voice. You got to end with that voice. You can't, you can't fall no, out no, of that no, voice. No, no, no. I'm letting them know that it's still me. No. Don't worry. It's not a scary it demon. Work. It doesn't work. It's not a scary demon. Stay with the voice, bro. It's better. Okay. There's a little friendly feedback. Okay. Constructive criticism. Yeah, this is a good place for it. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, so we're talking World Series Poker Final Table. Yeah, as, as Grant uh, said, uh, there's still seven players left for us because we just watched the uh, Thursday night edition. And uh, they, they ended after, what, four and a half hours of play. And seven players 75 remain. hands, four and a half hours. I know. What the heck, man? So brutal. I mean, I think a lot of that is because Salas and... Picholi or whatever. Picholi, I think. Those yeah. guys are the worst. The w- darn worst. We don't like them. I mean, come if they're on. listening, I want them to know yeah. everything you're doing pre-flop is useless and annoying. I don't yeah. care that you want TV time, Damian Salas. When somebody opens, you have 18 blinds and Jack Deuce offsuit, and you stare at him for 14 seconds. Stop it. Yeah. There's no use. If you're moving in, fine. But since you've never moved in, not once in that spot, we know you're not. It's just a ridiculous waste of time. And by the way, they're going to find out that you were doing that either 30 minutes later or by today. Surely all these players are going to watch all of that video, right? If you're, you, you should watch at least a bunch of it, right? Yeah, I of think course. It's crazy not to. Yeah. So like, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, what is wrong with this guy? By the way, Pacholi looking at one card for a while, then sliding the other card to him, looking at the other card for a while, then looking at both cards and then folding the eight deuce. Like, come on, man. Or having like a long talk with John Hesp while he's got the eight deuce off of the big blind where he's a million percent folding. And like, come on, man. Yeah, that's not cool. Don't be those guys. Just don't be those guys. You yeah. want to be entertaining. Fine. That's not entertaining. That's just lame. Right. But we're not talking about those guys because no. they never actually play a hand. They no, just true. take forever pre-flop. They've been on TV the most of anybody so far, <laughs> but they haven't played a single hand. Yeah. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Ott, what's his first name? I want to say Dan, but I feel like Some I might be wrong. Some sort of Ott. He's one of the Ott brothers. Dan Ott. Dan Ott and Scott Blumstein. Yeah. Uh, Scott Blumstein, Dan Ott. Uh, Scott Blumstein, currently the overwhelming chip leader. Yes. Currently. He's guys right now, he's got 178,300,000 chips. Next up is Benjamin Pollock with 77 million. So, wow. Going, coming into day uh, nine of yeah. the main event and also day two of the final table. That must be a good feeling. I think so. It's a good feeling to be chip leader. And you know where you can be chip leader? Tournaments on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. That is absolutely one of the places Yeah, where they'll let you be chip leader. The best place, home, land of the free, home of the brave. That is what we always say about it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're brave and you're free, 
It's nitrogen's place. the place for you. <laughs> uh, there's some really good reasons to play on nitrogen. You've heard them before, but listen again and actually absorb them. Yeah, this take time, it maybe. in for once. Because then you can use the link in the description when you sign up to get access to exclusive free rolls and Poker Guys sit and goes and other stuff that nitrogen cooks up for Poker Guys people. Yeah, you get free extra stuff. That alone is worth it. But hello, there's more. There's more, such as super fast withdrawals and super fast deposits. Yeah, but you know, we're talking to a bunch of elite players here. So we're talking about withdrawals, right? We want to pay them bills. Right. But that first deposit to get yeah, on. You get these on are people there. who haven't gotten on yet who right. we're talking to directly. You know, unlike those other those other sites yeah. where it takes sometimes days or you know you put your credit card and it keeps getting declined even though your credit card works fine. I've done that so many times. Yep. It ain't like that, buddy. Not at Nitrogen Sports Poker. You just ship the BTC on over. Bam, it's in your wallet there. You can play with it. Right. And then you can get it out. You know, you bank a tournament for, you know, seven Bitcoin, which would be a big score. Yeah, so sure. By now, that'd be nice. You yeah, could get it great. all out right away. You can get it out in 50 different chunks if you want, all in the same day. It doesn't matter. It takes five to 20 minutes to get it. Yep. It's really fantastic. We highly recommend it. Yeah. Get on there. Two sign-up details, username and password. There's no long contact form. You don't have to have your computer already know all of your information or else it takes 12 minutes. You know, right. It's fast. It's great. Yep. Get on there. Use the link. Use the link. Use the link. Moving on. Don't be Damien Salas. He wouldn't use the link. No, he would just sit there. <laughs> yeah, he would stare at the link thinking. for a while. <laughs> With his nine blinds and ace king and on the button where he's always moving in. Yeah. Just think for a really, really long time. All right, but let's talk about the players who are actually okay. going to play a little poker here. Yeah. Dan Ott and uh, Scott Blumfield. This, you know, there's a lot of very interesting decisions in this hand. This is, by the way, the last hand of the night, hand number 75. If you watch this at all, you definitely know what we're talking about already. It's um it's gonna be it's, so far it's the hand of the final table. Mm-hmm. There very well may be others. Well, it's, a lot of people might say the hand of the final table is where Hesp loses most of his stack. But with they're wrong. Ten. Yeah, they're wrong because Hesp Hesp while he shouldn't have gotten it in the way he did, I think was destined to probably get it all in. Probably anyway, it's possible if he was going to play like a super elite player, he would have a bunch of chips left. But it's, yeah. it's unfair to ask him to do that. It's possible he would if he had just called the three bet on the turn. Then Blumfield might have not Blumstein, Blumstein. Might, have, might have not gone for it all on the river. Might have bet like thirty million. It's possible, but against Hesp, especially, he might have just gone. He might for have. It. He might have. Yeah, but I'm saying there's have. worlds out there. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the hand we're talking about. No, we're talking about a different hand. We're talking about the hand where Dan Ott raises to two point seven million. This is at six hundred thousand. What? Twelve hundred thousand. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred thousand. Six hundred. Twelve hundred. With a two hundred thousand chip ante. So there's a lot going on. It's the it's level thirty nine by the way of the main event. What's up? Oh my God, there's many levels. <sighs> level thirty nine. Dan Ott raises under the gun to two point seven million. He's got uh, thirty five million to start, right? Yes, he does. That's right. And he's got eight nine of clubs. He's got eight nine of clubs. So that's cool. Scott Blumstein is on, in the hijack. He three bets to six point six million. All right, I want to talk about that a little bit, okay? Because he doesn't have a very good hand, right? He has queen ten offsuit. That's correct. Okay, so. This is something that's very interesting and unique to huge moments. Mm-hmm. Ott has the perfect stack for Blumstein to be three betting right, right now. That's right. It's like generally, a guy opens under the gun. You're seven handed. You shouldn't be three betting queen ten off when he has a potential reship stack. Right. Correct. That's a really bad idea. But in this moment where everything is magnified so much, Ott has what the fourth most chips. Um, at this point, him and Brian Pacioli both have almost the same amount of chips. Hesp has got twenty-two million. Salas has fifteen million, and Saut has fourteen and a half million. Right. So there's all these super short stacks where 
unless you have a true premium hand, and by true premium, I mean Kings is a true premium yeah. hand. You don't love your spot with Queens, but you probably got to go with it against the right. chip leader doing this. Ace King, you probably got to go with it too, but you pray for a fold. I mean, right. it's just, not ideal. There's just so few hands that Ott's actually going to push back with because of the other short stacks and the huge money jumps and how this is the biggest moment of his life. Right. Blumstein has all the power because he has like 100 billion chips. It's a really good guy to be three betting. It kind of sucks to be a guy with a middling stack trying to open a marginal hand. I mean, you could decide not to do it, by the way, with all yeah. these guys with, you know, 10, 12, 15 blinds. Not opening eight, nine of clubs under the gun is, is a very reasonable option. Yeah, of course it is. And if he had, you know, 80 million, it's a different story. But because he has this precarious stack, but there's far more precarious stacks around him. It's just like, and, and it's not like Blumstein and Pollock aren't aware of the situation. We've seen Pollock do this type of thing to Ott before as well, where it was clearly a three bet based on the stack size yeah. and based on the short stacks being there. That said, Blumstein really hasn't been doing anything like this. True. Pretty much, and he's had all the chips for most of this final, or for a chunk of this final table. True. So it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen, but it is a good idea. And I it think is. it's a good play by Blumstein, where usually I would say it's a bad play. And to give people a sense of the money jump, so everyone's locked in $1.4 million, right? They started with a. Not bad. They'd already locked in a million coming to this final table so they've all picked up 400k that's good if you go one more spot up it's another two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which ain't chump change you make it to fifth place you're up to two million dollars you've locked up now so that's another five hundred seventy five thousand. and after that the jumps just get bigger 600k 900k 1.1k and then the big one 1.1k that's a tiny k, sorry 1.1 sorry 1.2 million <laughs> and then 3.4 million on the last jump which is just insane yeah yep. so so you got to try to preserve that middle stack and try to get into those spots. I mean, it's 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 a little bit crazy. While you've while you've made all this money, one point four million dollars. There's two super short stacks that at least one of them is going to bust in the relatively near future, and it, you don't really want to put yourself in jeopardy here. Like you do want to, you know, try and acquire chips and all that. But man, like it's just a great spot for a bloom. Blumstein, like you're saying, to um, Blumstein to just make a raise here. To yeah. make a three-bit. It's super strong. And, and Pollock's not going to play black at Blumstein that often unless right. Pollock's like, I'm going to table captain this thing because he's the only guy who can threaten Blumstein at all, really, stack-wise. Right. And it, well, Blumstein probably wouldn't go into a big heads-up showdown with uh, Pollock because he's going to be out of position. And uh, Pollock seems to be pretty good. Yeah. But that said, Blumstein's got 100 million more chips, too. So he can afford to like take flops even in weird spots if he wants to, and just make Pollock's life tougher than it should be. He can stick around a little bit longer if he wants to, or make some raises, which just because he can, you know, he can be yeah. like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to check raise him here, even though what's he going to do? It's just going to be hard for him, you know, which normally most of the other players can't do it because it would cost them too much of their stack. It's just not too true for Blumstein. Right. So the ranges aren't as important here. I mean, Ott's hand right. itself is important, but Blumstein's range isn't as important as kind of what we're getting at here. Right. Blumstein's basically saying they're thinking if Ott doesn't have Queens plus and maybe Ace King, this is a really tough spot for him. Like he's yeah. definitely not going to ship jacks here. That would seem that's, that might be just wrong. You're right. Unless Blumstein's been doing this a lot, you probably can't ship jacks. Right. You, you have to call jacks, but it's you have to call it's a bad spot. Your life. It's a bad Queens, spot. Queens ain't easy either. You know, like you're often in a flip. Yep. And you know, your flip or they just fold. So you can't really get a lot of value, extra value, except there's already six point six in there, I guess, the, from the raise. But anyway, I mean, you probably just can't fold queens, and you probably no. so you could decide to go with queens. I probably just go with it against right, the chip leader, of course. Um, but you know, he's he's three betting our under the gun opening range too, which feels stronger too. Yeah, feels it like does. He has a hand a lot. All right, so let's get back to the action here. So we had uh, two point seven from Ott, and Blumstein made it six point two. Six point six. Six point six, and it folds back around to Ott, right? It does. It folds back around to Ott with, remember, the 9-8 of clubs. And he started with $35 million. Yep. 
So it's going to cost him a little under $4 million to call here. He's getting a great price. He is getting a fantastic price, as you often are in these spots. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, should he call? I think he should. I think he has to call. Because of the price? Yeah, because of the price. What is he getting? Like four to one? I mean, it's not that good. It's 6.6. He's already put in 2.7, right? So it's 9.3 plus the blinds and antes. Call that another $3 million. So it's it's like $12 million, give or take. And, yeah, it's, and it to costs four, us so, so $4 three, million. So like three to one. Three to one. Three to one. That's an amazing price. I don't think we can fold a hand as good as 8-9 of clubs. Here's the problem. We're going to be down to like 20 blinds right yeah. now. So we've got massive stack to pot ratio issues. If we flop one pair, are we going with it? If we flop a flush, are we going with it? Because if we're not, we're almost. it's so hard to flop better than one pair or a good draw. If we're not I, yeah. going with it right now, we should probably just fold. We shouldn't have opened it in the first place right. if that's the plan. I agree. So I think the plan has to be, we're playing 8-9 of clubs under the gun because it's a hand that's good and we like it. And if we flop well enough, we have to decide to go with it. So let's just define what well enough is right now so we can look, you know, as we continue through the path okay. of this hand. Okay, so well enough has got to be if we flop most flush draws. Maybe there's certain flush draws. Yeah, maybe not like ace-high flush draws. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, 10, 4, 3, 2 clubs, we're just going to have to go with that. Yeah, I guess we're so. We're like check-raise. That check sucks, raise though. In. We have 35% against all of his calling range. I'm saying, so like, if we're not going to go with that, then we shouldn't be calling this pre-flop, this 3-bet. We shouldn't have opened then. I think opening I is agree. a bigger mistake than, than calling. I agree. We should not have opened, especially because the short stacks, also these big stacks... I don't know. This is a spot where you're really waiting for the other guys to bust anyway. I just don't know why we're opening this hand in this spot. Yeah. But as played, he does decide to open it. I still think we should probably fold, even though we're getting a great price. You make reasonable points. It's, but Stack it's a hand that can, is so brutal. But you've only brought up one side of the coin. There's yeah. also flops where we just get away from it easily. And yeah. flops where it's like a clear go with it. It's not like we flop top pair. It's like... It's, there's like a six, seven, deuce, two club board or something. Of course, but yeah. those are those are few and far between, right? Like, yeah, but flopping top pair or a bad flush draw are also not that common. Okay, but what if we flop middle pair? What if it's ten, eight, three? Well, we're That's gonna have to make like some tough. Top we're pair. gonna have to make some tough decisions. It's basically like flopping top pair. Yeah. like there aren't that many tens in Blumstein's range. Now it turns out he there is a ten, but it's not that. It's not that. I take likely. your point. It just feels absurd to fold getting three to one with this hand. I think this situation demands a fold. Like, we shouldn't have opened. Now that we've opened, we should throw it away. Our stack to pot ratio is not good for this kind of hand. Against a guy, by the way, who can call us, even if he puts us on a draw and he's got ace high, he could decide to call us. He's not going to call us with ace high. I don't think he is. But what if it's like jack 10-4? So we flop an open ender, but he's got, if he has ace king, for example, right? Yeah. He's got overs and the Broadway draw. I don't think he's folding if we check raise all in. I mean, that's a big check raise. That's true. It is. I think he's folding. He may bet enough so he can't. You know, he's, like he I mean what is he's going to bet like 14 million on the flop? Well, we we only have at this point 30 million. No, oh 30, not 20, right? 30 million. Oh, that's a little bit better. Oh, we still have 30 million. So it's actually oh, so we still have 25 blinds. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking we had a little I was thinking we had 20 blinds in my head, not 25. It's a little bit better. Still, we got 30 million and the pot is now going to be like 16 million. So we got two to one. Okay, with two to one, we have to go with any kind of good flop for us. Yeah. So do we really want to put ourselves in that situation where there's two short stacks and there's like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to be won, even if we don't really do anything? If we just fold, we could fold our way to like another 600K. I'm not saying we're supposed to do that, but that has to be consideration, doesn't it? I don't think we can fold once we open. I just don't think we should have opened. Okay. 
Okay, so you think it's a call? I think it's probably a fold, but I understand. I understand why but you, you know, would... but you know what happens, and I think that might be part of it. No, if I he had played differently in subsequent streets, I think it would be fine. I don't agree with you. Okay, I don't agree. Let's talk about what happens. So, of course, he does call. He does. If he folded, this wouldn't be an interesting hand. No, I actually. I mean, look. I think shoving here seems a little bit suicidal, but shoving isn't so bad either. We've got the right stack size to do you it. You mean preflop? Yeah. Wow. That's suicidal. <laughs> I mean, if we're playing this so... If we're going to go with top pair, then if... I mean, I guess Ace-King's going to call if we shove is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the problem. Because we can get Ace-King to fold later. Ace-Queen's going to call if we shove too. I don't think that's true. Blumstein with his stack? Blumstein folded two fours. I think if Blumstein's going to fold Ace-Queen against Odd, I think he's just going to flat Ace-Queen. Yeah, maybe you're right. I hope, I hope he thinks that way. Because yeah. that would be the right way to do it. It's one or the other. I agree. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. If Ott opens under the gun and then four bet shoves for thirty blinds, Ace Queen ain't doing very well, man. No, it's not. You could you could you could throw that full Ace Queen there. All right. Anyway. Let's get to the flop. Let's move on. So the flop, hold on, let me call it right back. We got up what, here. sixteen million in the pot, something like that? Yeah. Um the flop is eight four deuce rainbow with one club. That's a pretty good flop for Ott. That's one of the best flops we could have asked for. Blumstein's with Queen Ten. Yeah, Queen Ten. Yeah. So one of the best possible flops we could we could hope for. So now, how do we want to proceed as Dan Ott? Well, we, first act. We got to check. Seems insane not to check, yeah. right? Because, like, why would we want to scare away? If we just bet here and either we're going to get raised and we're going to hit our life or he's going to just fold and we're going to miss the C bet, which is often coming. Right. So we check. That that makes all the sense. Yeah. Of course, Dan Ott did check because that's what you do in these spots. Hey, good news. An ad came up on my phone. Okay, hey, so I got cool. it back. I got it back. That is good news, though. What was uh, the ad for? It's, it's over now. Do we get um, paid for saying? Yeah. Um, Blumstein is checked to. He bets $4.5 million with his Queen 10. So that super whole cheap. big bet thing is not something to worry about, I guess, or wasn't. What do you mean big bet thing? He bet tiny is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were worried about him betting big on the flop if we flop decently well. Oh, okay. Sure. But now here we are. He bets small on he bets this board. Super small. It's a quarter of the pot about. Yeah. He was 6.6. A little, little less than a quarter. 6.6 .6 pre and 4.5 now. Yeah. Which probably has a lot to do with the board texture. It's an eight high, very dry board. Yeah. He's saying like if you have two tens, you're going to call. But if you have ace queen, you're just going to fold, right? Yeah. You kind of have to fold. And that's true. You yeah. kind of do with, with the stack sizes being right. what they are. Okay. So so let's not even let's not even talk about Blumstein right now. We're going to talk about him later. Blumstein's just continuing. About, I don't want to talk about him. Great. Why not? I don't know because I, I don't like his face. Okay. No, it's, it's not true. He's fine. I'm just going to move on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so Blumstein bets $4.5 And I is now in this situation where we've got top pair. We flopped really well for our hand. If we raise, we're going to get called by all better hands. Right? Yes. Nines will call. Ace-8 suited is going to call. Yeah. Not that I think he has Ace-8 suited, but he could. It's going to call. Yeah. Um, we're going to fold out pretty much every worst hand except maybe two sevens. I think we'll probably fold out two sevens. Okay. Well, then that's, a, that's a, as we like to say, game theory disaster. Balancing that is the fact that now there is over $20 million in the pot. Yeah. And we only have $30 million. That's not a horrible point. I mean... There's a lot to win right we, now. We often talk about the game theory disaster, but there's also... There's been times when we've talked about, like, maybe it's okay for a Game 3 disaster to happen here just because of the value of the pot and the protection of your current holding. I mean, don't we have to deny equity? If, like, we decided to call this 3-bet. We just flopped top pair. We're going to do what? We're going to, like, 
hope big, bad cards don't come on turn and river and soul read. That's our big plan. If we're going to call it down, that's the plan. That seems like yeah. a dangerous, difficult plan where the big stack can just put pressure on us because of those baby stacks. Like it's so often over cards come and it's not like if Blumstein misses, he's just going to give up now. Right. I would assume not. I, I mean, his plan, his plan all along has to be like, I have, I can pressure this stack. I have a huge right. stack. I know? would guess that um, if, if I were to call here, and uh, like a four comes off on the turn, Blumstein might check that because now it looks like God has two tens, right? Yeah. But if a king comes off, an ace, a queen, a jack, those are all cards Blumstein's going to continue on. And by the way, he might continue anyway, ultimately, just repping kings and be like, are you really going to call for your life here? Yeah. It's not an easy spot. I right? mean, definitely all of the cards that we don't want to see are cards that Blumstein's going to bet. Right. So yeah. that's not ideal, right? Yeah. So like, uh, so we're going to be in a weird guessing game situation. And this goes back to, I don't love calling the three bet because look at the situation we're now in where we sort of, it's so hard to flop well enough that we feel like I can definitely go with this, you know, and because of those short stacks, if it weren't for the short stacks, we could just go with this, right? Yeah. Another short stacks mess it all up. Another piece of it though, that this is kind of counter to what we were saying before, but in a way it's true as well. The money jumps coming up are not that significant true percentage wise in comparison to the top three spots no question like it might be okay to play a little higher variance here to try to chip up okay i don't hate that yeah um i think it's okay to have that be your plan okay that means right now when we say play high higher variance does that mean move in yeah yeah because like calling doesn't feel like higher variance calling feels like lower variance you're trying to preserve your right no i think moving in because the pot is 50 million now like that's if you move in. You say, oh, okay, if you move in. Yeah. If you move in and win, you have 50 million. Right. So we, we up our chip stack by like 40%. Yeah. We do have equity against everything. Right. We have backdoor draws. And we already with, have a pair. Along with our pair. I mean, it's not great. If we get snapped, we hate our life. Obviously. Yeah, of course. We're in bad shape. And, when we, we, feel, and we feel kind of dumb because there was a. There's a 10-blind stack and a 12-blind stack. But, right. but if we decide we don't care about that 600K, we're trying to win millions more. That's okay. That's a perfectly reasonable thing. And, in fact, opening 8-9 of clubs under the gun implies that that's where Ott's coming from, right? And also, there's another metagame factor here. Ott got 3-bet way more than anybody else at the table for the yeah. entire night. He got 3-bet like seven times. So <laughs> it might not be such a bad idea to be like, guys, freaking stop it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to just take this. Yeah. You know? Because he he had the for the entire night he had that stack that was like the stack that doesn't want to to go bust because there's the short stacks. Yeah, Pollock three bet him pretty early on with King Nine or yeah. somewhat out of the small blind when yeah. Otto opened early with King Jack. Yeah, and if, I mean or King Queen uh, with King Queen it was yeah. King Queen. And, you know, fine. And it's another spot, actually, where he really could have decided to call. He would have been in position. Right. It was actually a better hand to call with, I think. I would argue than eight nine of clubs, but he found a fold there, and that's fine. But um, so if if I think you just have to be clear where you're coming from. Like, what are you trying to do right now when you decide to play 8-9 of clubs? Are we playing because we're going to try and win this tournament? And, you know, we're going for the big, big money in the top three spots? Or are we trying to ladder up? And it feels like right now, because I'll tell you what, Ott's going to call this bet. He's not going to move in. Right. And, you know, that's what I would default to if I was sitting in his seat. Of course, I sure. understand that. Like, that's usually what I'm going to do. In a normal setting, that's a clear call, right? If we're deep? Yeah. If we're deep, it's an, you would never do anything but call. Right. But we're not deep. No, we have a 2-1 to one SPR going into the flop. Right. And in fact, if you're short, if you're at this chip stack, you might actually move in to deny equity, not even at the World Series main event final table. Yeah. Right? You're like, well, I played it for this. I flopped well. I'm going to get snap called sometimes, but I'm probably going to go broke anyway. You know, like, I guess there are cards that can come that can save me on the turn and river, but I might get bluffed. Those may not really save me, you know? The thing that kind of messes us up here, I think, 
is that we're taking into account so heavily Blumstein's sizing on the flop. It's such a small sizing that it makes it feel kind of silly to move in. Yeah. But maybe we should just forget that. I mean, just realize the size of the pot and realize what we're doing here. I I think that's totally the move. I mean, Blumstein is often going to size really small after his three bet, right? That's what they do now. And by the way, it's a threatening bet to Ott anyway, right? Four and a half million is absolutely threatening. He's only got 30 left. Right. It's a scare. It's, you know, 18% of a stack anyway. But there's so much in the middle. If we decide to call, if we decide to open under the gun and not throw it away pre, it seems like we just have to move in. Yeah, I think in this exact situation, that makes sense, even though it feels crappy. It feels crappy, and you feel kind of dumb when he just calls with two kings. Yeah. He's just like, I call, and you're out, and everyone's like, what are you doing? Right. You know, and I, I feel like that does play on, in your mind a little bit. You know, that's like what, that's a bad play in right. Coach, right? Like, and we're trying to avoid these game theory disasters, but... Yeah, well, always. But there's a lot in the pot, and I mean, it's going to be hard to get there on... It's going to be hard to just hold on. You're going to need Blumstein to give up. Yep. So you need cards to come that are favorable to you so he doesn't keep taking shots. Just put shots. the old eight on the turn. Right. If we could pick up some equity on the turn, that would be helpful. Right? Yeah. Just trips, right. trips on the turn. Cool. So, so Ott does call. All right. I mean, that's probably what I would have end up, ended up doing in his spot. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten to this spot, but... I wouldn't have opened. I wouldn't have opened. I don't think I would have called the three because of my stack size. But um, if we're here... I think you're supposed to move in, but I really understand why you wouldn't. I mean, I, I would be too money scared to move in. I'll yeah. Tell you. But I wouldn't have opened the hand for the same reason. Right. Anyway. So, Ott calls. So, the pot is pretty big now. The pot's like $25 million. Yep. Ott has like $25 million. Yep. Okay. We're one-to-one. So, we're going to be... We're kind of committed to this pot. Uh, you know, there could be some bad turns, but mostly we're kind of committed. We're one-to-one here with top pair. Yeah. It's another reason just to move in, so you don't have to like right. think yourself if you're kind of committed anyway. The turn is a very interesting card. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why this hand's so cool. It's the ace of clubs. So the board is eight of diamonds, four of clubs, deuce of hearts, ace of clubs on the turn. Ott's there with the eight, nine of clubs. He's got, he had top pair, but now he's just picked up the flush draw. Bloomstein just got the queen 10. We don't even know what's going queen on. Queen 10 of nothing. Yeah, queen 10, not, nothing at all. They don't all. even have suits, those cards. Nope. They don't, they're, they're not good enough to have suits. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe. Um, I, I mean, this, this feels like, first of all, this is a, one of those, I'm happy, but I'm sad. Or I think like, I'm more like, sad. I'm much more sad. More than sad happy. than I'm happy here. Yeah, because this ace feels like, well, if I, was, if I was ahead, I'm ahead much, much less often. Now, yeah. Because right? like ace-queen, ace-jack, ace-ten, or any other ace that maybe Bloomstein decided, if he was getting cute, decided to do this with suited aces, just got there. All these things just got there, and it's yeah. pretty awful. Yeah, it's no good. And we only have one card to come. It's not like having a pair and a flush draw on the turn is that amazing. Nope. And also, we only have a one-to-one stack-to-pot ratio, so we're not sure how much full deck we really have. Yeah. If this guy, if Bloomstein really has ace-queen, which is not unreasonable, right? If we were to check-shove, I don't think it's going to get through. Right, and you kind of need full deck with a check-shove, a pair and a flush draw on the yeah. turn. Yeah. On the flop, you don't necessarily. On the turn, you do. Right. I, I agree. I agree. So the turn is the ace of clubs. Ott checks feels like the only move. Right. Be crazy to check. Do anything but. Praying that there's a check back, I guess. Although maybe not. Like a check back means like jacks a lot, doesn't it? Check back isn't so great. Or for maybe us. giving up. Giving up. That's right. If it goes, we just wanted to check all the way through and he's like, you got it. Yeah. That's like our best case scenario. That's not great. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen very often. No, the guy's not... got 170 million no, chips. I mean, or he's whatever. not going to usually give up. 130 million yeah. chips. Um, so I checks and Blumstein knows that this is obviously a bet for him right here. This is yeah. a clear, clear bet. I mean, he has so many more aces in his range than Ott. Ott's not floating the flop with ace high. Exactly. Out of position, 
he just can't do it. Right. He doesn't have the money to do it. Right. Right. The, the chips, of course, is what I mean when I say that. So, yeah. So Ott has almost no aces in his range, and Bloomstein has all the aces. However many aces he would have raised with Pre, he's going to see bet, and now he's going to bet again. Yeah. Unless he's got baby aces where he might check once he in a while. He might. He might check. But, but he may also just feel like, you know what? Like, whatever. Like, I can afford this, and I'm not, like, I've got top pair. Like, this is pretty good. If he has ace 10, I mean, he's, he's going to bet ace 10? Maybe not. He might check. Ace he might 10, check, right? but I I'm, would probably check Ace Ten to try and get value on the river. Honestly, I don't know. You could bet small with all of your aces to get called by all of the pairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem, of course, is if you bet and the guy moves in. If you have Ace Ten, you bet the guy moves in. Can we fold? I don't think we can, but we have a lot of chips. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, so we just we just call and say whatever you got it, you got it. Like you're not supposed to have an ace here. I guess if you do, congratulations. You have a set, whatever. Like. Probably shouldn't. I just can't fold. Yeah, it's a one to one SPR going into the turn. Yeah, I mean, I you're think, supposed to and be. I think happy we should be betting. And I think we should be betting our aces because we want to bet them when we don't have it. Right. Well, the thing is, I agree with you in terms of balance. We should be doing that. But in terms of actual situationally, right here, right now, if let's say for a second, Ott's got two jacks himself, right? He played two jacks just like this up till now, right? Yeah, uh, probably. If we actually have an ace, let's say we have ace three, you know, suited. Okay. Not impossible. Uh, we have queen ten. Of, we have queen ten of no suit. Right, exactly. So we could definitely have ace three suited. A queen has no suit. <laughs> uh, a man. I feel like we're doing uh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Oh, nice. Nice. A girl. So um. <laughs> so right. So if you have ace ace three here, you're probably not going to bet very often because you feel like you're just going to fold out jacks and queens and kings and balance be damned. You might just be like balance be damned. I'm going to play exploitatively in this exact spot. Are they going to call the river though? They're going to at least have to consider calling the river when we check it back on the turn, aren't they? In this spot? I mean, they're going to fold on the turn if we yeah. bet. So why not take a shot? Yeah. Maybe we bet small on the river. Maybe we get called. I don't know. Yeah. We give it small on the turn, too, because maybe the one thing that goes sort of against what I'm saying is if we're going to rep it all the time as a bluff, that's a good reason to bet it when we have yeah, that's it. Yeah, right? that's what I was trying to say. I just feel like he's going to fold so we often. Bet, we bet $5 million. Like maybe Seven. We, oh, you're saying we could. Yeah, we could bet $5 million. Yeah. We could bet really small, right? And I mean, Bloomstein does bet small. He bets seven million into this pot of twenty-five million. I mean, that's tiny. That's kind of baller. I like it. Yeah, it looks like he's trying to induce. Honestly. Yeah, it looks like he's trying to induce. He he gets almost the same amount of folds as he does by moving in. I think. Um, almost, almost. In this case, not. Though, no, because in this exact spot, our boy Dan Ott picked up the flush draw as well as has a pair. You can't really fold for seven million here. You can't, but it's so crappy. Yeah, it sucks. Ott, it's the the description. I don't really remember this anymore, but the poker news description is Ott wasted no time and called. So well, that's like quickly. a tell. That's like the I have a yeah, draw like, tell. Like don't don't bet again. Yeah. Please don't bet again. Now, if we're Bloomstein, okay, the call just happened. So now there's, I mean, how much money is thirty two? Is there like almost forty million in this pot now? Yeah, I think so. Wow, and Ott is the effective stack with like eight. 16 million. 16 million, yeah. 16.3. That's insane. Wow. Okay. So as Bloomstein, are we thinking we should give up since we got called again on this ace? Or should we like put the max pressure on with those two short stacks? I think we have to put the max pressure on because of the short stacks and because we bet so small on the turn. Yeah. I agree with both those things. Like maybe he's holding on with two jacks. Maybe. Yeah. Or by the way, ace 10. Nope. He can't have ace 10. Can no, he? he never is floating ace 10 on the flop. Can he have ace king? Exactly. No, he's going to call no, ace king. He's going to anyway. four bet ace king. He's going to four bet, and if somehow he didn't, he's going to never fold yeah. it. So ace queen? No, he's not going to show up with ace queen. So that ace really is just not. We don't have to worry about that, do no. we? 
He could have exactly ace queen and decided to call once on the flop, maybe because it was so cheap. Yeah, it was very cheap. Yeah, but I don't know if he's even going to do that because he's just it's just cutting down his stack so much. He might just fold ace queen. It's close. Yeah, that's the one hand we'd have to worry about. But guess what? We block ace queen. We've got a queen ourselves. Right, and the board blocks it too, brah. The board has an ace. That's true. That's true. So the combos are really Eight. further down. Eight combos. It's nice. Yeah. It's really nice. So I, I agree with you. I think we should just say, also, we're okay if it doesn't work. That's the beautiful thing about being Scott Blumstein right here. And it works so much more often here than it works in any other spot. Right. Like, are, do you really want to call for your life with one pair, buddy? Buddy. Yeah. Buddy. Do you really want to do that? So Blumstein's sort of in an interesting spot where... He's sort of indifferent to what the river is. He's probably going to move in no matter what, right? He doesn't want it to be an eight. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't. But I don't think he's afraid of an eight. If the eight paired, I don't think he'd be afraid of it. The only thing is it's a bad story to tell, but he may not think that matters. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think Ott's going to have an eight in his hand. He not does. Not too often. Like, he opened under the gun and called the three bet. He just doesn't have very many eights. I guess ace-eight suited is the other thing to be worried about. I mean, is he really going to open and call with that very often dominated hand? Probably not. Maybe maybe because the price is good, maybe, maybe. But I mean, call with nine eight of clubs, so maybe he just will. But I'm not in love with it. I mean, he shouldn't be doing any of that stuff with his stack size. Yeah. So it's a pretty awesome it's a pretty awesome spot here. It's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of cards that that Danot is really praying for, i.e., a nine, an eight, or a club. Those are the cards. He's like, if those cards come, I'm gonna win this pot, baby. That's what he said. He actually said it out loud. He said, "Hey." If a nine, an eight, or a club come, I'm going to win this pot, baby. Yeah, he should have kept it a little quieter because it made it easier for Blumstein to consider bluffing the river. Yeah, yeah. The, the river, by the way, was the queen of hearts. So now we don't have to worry about bluffing. We are no longer... Well, we could still consider bluffing. This is going to be the, the This last. is the most controversial decision in the whole hand. This is yeah. what people are talking Poker about. Poker Twitter went crazy about yeah. this part of this decision right here. So the river's the queen of hearts. Blumstein has actually zoomed ahead in the hand, finally, with having just absolutely nothing at any point. Yeah. Now he's got second pair. That's beating Ott's third pair. And there ain't no more cards to come. No club. Queen 10 is good. It is not the club. It's the queen of hearts. There's no flush draw. There is the only straight that's on board is 3-5. I don't think anyone has that. No. It's nothing to worry. Cer certainly Dan Ott doesn't have that. No. Um, there's just not very much to be afraid of at all if you're Blumstein, right? Sorry. We could be afraid of an ace. But there's, but there's no like, there's almost no two pair combos even to be afraid right. of, right? Maybe I can somehow have a set of eights once in a while and play it super slow. But I guess he'd you know, often check-raise the turn with a set of eights. Like any big hand, he's just going to check-raise the turn, right? Because he's just going to get it in. Yeah. So I doesn't really have very many big hands. He can have like, I don't know, maybe he can have ace-queen. That's what we were saying before. But now there's even less queens and aces anyway. We're going to have to do a lot of talking about what happens here. So let's talk about what actually does happen. Ott checks, of course. Yeah. Ott hates this run out. Yeah. That's very sad. So it's a pretty clear check for Blumstein now, right? Just well, tap the table. We got a queen. I don't know if it is. He certainly doesn't think so because he thinks for a minute and moves all in. All right. Before we talk about what Ott does, yeah. let's discuss what his intention is here. Because yeah, that's, that's really right. the big debate here. Huge, is this huge a bluff? debate about Is this, this a value bet? And let's, and, or is it a merge, which is what people are saying? But come on. I feel like it's very clear, personally. But okay. let's talk about it. I have, a, I have a strong opinion about it is what I should All right, say. All right. I want to lay out the uh, arguments for both sides. Fantastic. All right. So my arguments for this being a value bet. Good. I think if this is a value bet, he's not thinking that Ott has an eight too often. He's targeting specifically nines, tens, and jacks, mm -hmm. which is a total of 18 combos. That's yeah. a reasonable amount of hands, right? 
Yes. As we laid out on the turn, it's very rare that Odd have, has an ace in his hand ever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So if we are just going to play like above the rim, massive value, maximum value guy play, and we think that Odd's most likely holdings are nines, tens, and jacks because any pocket pair higher than that, he would have, we would have heard about a preflop. Mm-hmm. Right? And any pocket pair lower than that, he would have folded by now. Unless it's a set. Mm-hmm. We don't expect a set too often. Right. Right. So we decide, okay, those are his most likely holdings. I'm going to move in. He's going to be getting, what, three to one? Something like that. And he's going to have to consider calling. Okay. And that's my plan. So that's the value argument. Right. Yeah. The bluff argument. Can we? Oh, we're going to poke holes in that stuff later. That's yeah. fine. We can wait. Go ahead. Bluff argument. The bluff argument is, okay, he doesn't usually have an ace, Ott, mm-hmm. but when he does, is he going to call it off? Maybe not. Like, I'm repping such extreme strength by going three bet, 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 that I'm polarized, clearly, and I my aces are better than his aces. Like, I have ace king, he doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have ace queen almost ever, Ott. I mean, he can have ace queen. He can have ace queen, but I block that. Yeah, and so does it's the board. hard. It's hard for him to have ace queen because of yeah. that. Yeah, and now now that we have another queen on the board, we're down to what six combos of ace queen. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, so it's very rare that Ott has ace queen. He essentially never has ace king, and if he has ace jack or ace ten somehow or ace nine suited somehow, this is a horrible spot for him, horrible. and he will probably fold. Yeah. So that's the bluff argument. Yeah. Okay. So, and so that means the bluff is a just in case bluff. It's not right. like it's like I expect them ahead most of the time, but just in case I'm I'm bluffing. Well, let me let me challenge some of that a little bit. Okay. Okay. I don't know if Bloomstein really expects he's ahead most of the time. I think because we can see the cards, it's a little bit easy. And I understand this whole thing of he can't really have an ace, but he called on the turn. And do you really think he's going to call with two tens? I know he's. I know it's cheap, but it's a huge amount of a stack with these two short stacks right there. Is he really going to call the turn with two tens? That's a reasonable point. I don't know. Is he going to do it with two jacks? Is he going to do it with two nines? I don't know that he's going to call the turn, but he's definitely going to do it with an ace. Yeah. So all his aces, which somehow make it to the turn, are still here. His jacks and tens and nines, which make it to the turn, which are all of them, right. I think, but the um, thing are is... often are not going to be here. Right. And I agree with you. Yeah. But And you're using the past actions in the hand to justify this, but you didn't go far back enough because it becomes equally unlikely that he has an ace because of the flop play. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. I'm saying it's really hard. I'm not sure how he gets here with it. Yeah. Maybe he has overs in the back door and it's so cheap he decides to call. I mean, he's out of position. I don't like it, um, especially in this whole situation. But, right. but that makes more sense to me than him having jacks calling the turn and then reasonably calling a river shove with two short stacks and the way we've rep is rep what we've repped we've repped super strong the whole way i'll tell you what ott doesn't snap fold with eight nine he sure so i guess it's in the realm of possibilities it is in the realm of possibility that's true but i think it's absurd personally that bloomstein would think like oh i'm gonna get value out of jacks here so jacks you think this is a call. bluff i believe very strongly this is a bluff and do you think he puts out on an ace or just is it just in case i think it's that's a fair question I mean, to some degree, it's a just-in-case, right? But I think the only hands that... I mean, it, like, when we get called on the turn, he probably thinks Odd has an ace a fair amount. Because what else is calling us? Do I don't really know, but how does Odd call? have an ace? I mean, the flop is... What, what is it? Eight, four, deuce? I guess you could have ace three suited. Is he going to open that and call three bet? I mean, he had eight, nine suited, and he did that. That's a, so way, better yes. hand. That's a way better hand than ace three suited for that. I mean, I hear you, but... 
he shows up with eight nine suited in ways that we don't think he should be opening, right? Right, so, but it's it's worse to show up with ace three suited, right? Okay, but it's he shouldn't be showing up with eight nine either. So I don't think it's fair to say, well, he doesn't have those standards, but he does have these other standards. Like, there's no reason to think that. I, it's possible though. It's of course it's possible. We don't know. Also, he might just but the fold. evidence. The only evidence we have right now is that we think his standards for pre flop in this exact spot are too loose. Okay, so then it's not crazy to think ace three suited would be in there too. All right. So you think what Blumstein is doing is bluffing, targeting an ace, and you think that's the entire thing? I think that's almost all of it, yeah. I don't think it's a merge. I don't think he's saying, well, sometimes I fold out an ace, and sometimes I get called by two tens. I really don't, or two jacks, because we block tens. No. Um, I really don't think that's what it is. I think it's a bad play. This is what I think it is. Oh, good. Let's talk about this. I don't think it's, I think you might be right. Mm -hmm. I think I might be right. Well, what do you think think when you say you might be right? Um, Sorry, that's not what I mean. I think the value side might be right. I think the bluff side might be right. Okay. I think they're both bad thoughts. Okay. Because because I don't necessarily think, like, when we were laying out the bluff side, is the just-in-case play, that's under the assumption that Ott is going to fold those aces. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Of course. But we can afford to be wrong. There's that, too. We can. And it's kind of um, awesome if you succeed in folding him out. By the way, if you know this is the last hand of the night... That's I don't an, know if they did. Yeah, I don't think they did, actually. I yeah. think they were all surprised by that. But if somehow you know that, that's another thing which may work to your advantage. Like, he may be a little bit more folded to, like, all right, let's just make it to the next day here. Like, you know, like, I'm going to, no need to bust right now. I think we People need to just tap the heads. table here. I think it's a better play to check. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay. So, what are we beating when we check? Nines, tens, jacks, which might be there. How many combos of nines, tens, jacks do we honestly think are there? I don't know. How well, many combos of aces do we honestly think are there? Let's do. Let's let's work our way to all it. Right. I don't know. Let's start with nine, tens, or jacks. Sometimes he's sometimes Dan Ott may four bet jacks all in. Let's be okay. Let's be conservative and give him a third of those combos. Great. So Sounds he has six fair. combos. Fine. Okay. How many combos of aces does he have? Oh boy, I don't know, man. Uh, it's hard to come up with any. I, I don't. I don't disagree with this. If we're going to give him lots of stuff and calling on, I mean, he's got to call on these flops with you know, like yeah. If, but okay, let's just say is if he can have ace three suit and ace five suit, then he doesn't have to have ace ten or ace jack, right? Those okay, are so hands that might call once on the flop because he's got gut shot and well, we the can't ace give him all door. of the suited combos of those. Of course not. So we give him what three of those? Okay. All right. Sure. So there's cool. three of those. I mean, I don't know if we can reasonably give him ace-jack with the back door. Ace, I mean, I don't think he should be here with those hands, but I don't know if he isn't. And I don't know what Bloomstein thinks. I think once, he, once Bloomstein gets called in the turn, I think Bloomstein's like is believing. I think it's reasonable. Somehow this guy is an ace. I don't know how. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, that I know this is results-oriented. Sure. I don't think it was going to work against an ace. Because well, well Ott, yeah, we know that now. Ott tanks for two and a half minutes before folding 8-9. Right. We, we know this now. that, that Ott, The fact that Ott is considering calling with an eight seems absurd. Yes. On this board. Like, but it's actually not absurd considering the Bloomstein just happened to vault ahead in the end. Like, I could have been right. That's true. That's true. If it's a jack on the river, Ott, like the tank looks a lot more legit. It's crazy if he, if he tanks there with the jack on the river. Yeah. And like really considers calling. It would have been such a brutal way to go out where like he calls and Bloomstein's like, you got it. And then turns over Queen 10 and, yeah. and Ott is just out. Oh, that would be so brutal. Yeah, it would be. Okay, so I understand that Ott is considering calling here, but I do think it's an absurd spot where he sh- which he put himself in, and he really can't call here yeah. with an eight. No, I agree. I think it's he should be folding. He should definitely be folding. I mean, what part of his range shouldn't he be folding? Maybe this is why Ott is considering calling. Like, what does he ever have here? What hands does he have? He doesn't. Let's say for a second, you're right. He doesn't have any aces. 
it's really hard for him to still have jacks, tens, or nines because he called the turn with, and that's so much of his stack. He really can't afford to do that when yeah. the ace comes. What's left? Maybe he has jacks, tens, or nines more often than we think because I know we had this talk on the turn about how Bloomstein should bet his aces yeah. because he's going to want to bet his bluffs. Yeah. Maybe Odd thinks he's completely unbalanced there okay. and that he's not going to bet when he actually has an ace. Okay, but so our plan is, just to be clear, we're going to call the turn and then call the river or call the turn and pray, pray Bloomstein just shuts down? One of those two things. <laughs> yeah, but we, we should probably have a... Like are we plan I mean, A is Bloomstein shuts down. Plan B is fold fig- the river when he shoves. Out. No, we hope we hope to figure it out and maybe yeah. maybe we call. Yeah. But mostly we're gonna fold the river. When mostly we're gonna fold. Right. I mean, we had such a golden opportunity to end this hand on the flop and not have to put ourselves in these spots. So ultimately, where do you fall on Bloomstein's bet? Do you think it's good or bad? Okay. So you believe the intent was a bluff. I Let's believe very strongly. Let's go that with it, that, with that. I and believe it was a bluff. All right. And I so, think it's Again, knowing that I considered for so long means it probably wasn't going to work. But I believe this was a good bluff to try and do because when Ott calls the turn, he somehow is an ace some of the time, and it's going to be almost impossible for him to call with one pair here because he's not going to have top top. So his best hand, his best one pair of hand is ace jack, and I don't know that ace jack can reasonably call with those two super super short stacks. I, I guess, don't know that uh, it can do it. The fundamental difference that I'm... reps so strong. The fundamental difference for me yeah. with, with that opinion is that I know we've said all these things, but I kind of don't believe Odd has an ace ever. I just okay. kind of don't believe it. Okay. Which if, makes it a bad play in my mind. If you're right about that, then clearly we should be checking. because then, or, or we could bet for value, but we, we, should, bet for we value, certainly shouldn't be bluffing. But I don't want to bet for value because I think it's not going to work that often when he has right. a worse hand. And Ott sometimes shows up with a slow-played monster. Right. Sometimes he has a set of eights. Yeah. Um, I agree. No, I think, I think if... Um, if I really never has an ace, we should clearly check. Yes. Right? Um, because it's going to be so hard to get value out of jacks. Right. It's like almost impossible. And jacks really might have shoved the flop. Yeah. Anyway, like this is another thing we're not really even talking about is like jacks can reasonably shove the flop because they can get called by, by worse hands. Yeah. It isn't like 9-8, which really can't. Jacks are like, okay, there's three hands that are better than me, and there's two hands that are worse, and maybe some other weird hands that can call now too. Maybe he's got ace-eight suited. You know, maybe he's got 10-8 suited. You know? Jacks, you might yeah. just be like, I just got to go with this. Like, I just got to go. They're just barely good enough, probably, you know? I think I think it's a bad play, but I'm not 100% on it. I mean, the, the key question is, there's two key questions, right? The key question, number one, is can Ott really have aces here? And it doesn't seem like he can, but can he, right? He shouldn't. Okay, but, I mean, you really, I mean, I don't know how he's supposed to either. I mean... It's hard to imagine he's really opening ace three suited or ace five suited under the gun, even though he opened nine to eight, so nine eight suited. So it's possible, it seems like. But it's hard to imagine. Yeah. Is he really gonna call a three bet with those hands? That's hard to imagine also. And then he's got to decide to call on the flop, even though I know he has a gut shot and a back. But it's like but not good on. enough. You're not deep enough. Like we just need to be deeper for all the thing is, Ott needs to be deeper for any of these hands. Yeah. Ott should not be in this pot, and this is the big screw up. Right. It, 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 the problem was when he looked at his cards and didn't immediately throw them away. That yeah. was where this hand went awry for him. But he had other opportunities to... The thing that's crazy is he did have other opportunities to win this pot, for sure. Yeah, right? but we're talking about Bloomstein right now. Well, I was talking about Ott. I well, got, you started by talking about Bloomstein. Yeah, well, I got into Ott again. Yeah. Because to me, that's, that's sad. It's sad. It was interesting how you did that. It was like somehow unclear. It was not like made verbally clear that you were switching which player <laughs> you were talking about and critiquing, but it like became clear like through the fog. 
Good. It was it was interesting. Well, that's that's a service I provide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so back to Bloomstein, right? Because we're saying, um, is this a good is this a good play or not? Yeah. Ultimately, if he can't, oh, this is why. Because if he can't show up with an ace, it can't be a good play. Right. Because that's why a, I started talking about it's it. It's like way too ambitious to try to get value. Insanely ambitious in this spot in particular. Look, if these guys are playing a thousand dollar buy-in tournament, right? Let's say like, and it's the final table of that. And these guys are these guys. They, this may not be. I think it's ambitious anyway, but it's not nearly as ambitious as at this spot. Yeah. This this to me feels like one of those things where I don't know that that Doug Polk would would argue for a bet here anyway. I don't for value. I don't I don't necessarily think he would. But um. But like if there's like the GTO faction would say no no this is a clear move and because he can't really show up with an ace very often. Yeah. And we're you know blah blah blah. I, this is to me one of those spots where it's like, well, situationally, that that that's just un, un, incorrect. You right. Know? Situationally, you're going to get too many folds, which is why it's a good bluff spot yeah. and not a good value spot. Yep. If you're going to do anything, you have to be bluffing here. You can't be you can't be going for value. I agree. Yeah. And I don't think it's a reasonable time to bluff because you just don't think there's that many hands that are beating you anyway and you think they're calling when the ones that, I'm not sure if they're calling. Well, the aces might be calling, but let's forget about that for a second. Okay. If those don't exist, the hands that are calling are like slow played monsters. So, we're we put ourselves in a game 3 disaster. Well, I mean, if there's no aces, then we shouldn't be bluffing, right? There's nothing to bluff. Yeah. So, it's not an issue. Exactly. Right. And this is what it comes down to, yeah. right? I, my guess is, especially in the moment, Bloomstein probably thought that there were aces since he bet an ace. Yeah, I mean, called. he didn't have the time to think it through. Yeah. So, like, and once you're in that spot, it's like, well, he's capped out at, like, ace-jack, right? So I'm just going to move him in. Yeah. If he had, Once in a blue moon, he'll have ace-queen, and it's really unlucky for me. And once in a blue moon, he'll have a set of eights, and, it's, and he played it this way, and it's really unlucky for me. But it's okay, even if I'm wrong. It's not that unlucky. I still have over 100 million chips. Who cares? You know? Life is good over here. Got the got that bloom stain. Yeah. Loving it. Alright, we're done. Yeah, we